I've got a friend Closer than a brother There is no judgment Oh, how he loves me I've got a friend And he is my strength He is my portion With me in the valley Welcome to Christ All Canada. I'm your host, Pastor Michael, and we are now on officially episode 24. So Christ All Canada is a podcast where we deeply explore the truths of the Christian faith and how they apply to our everyday lives. So as Christians, we know that God's love is foundational to our faith. It is through his love that we are saved, transformed, and renewed. But have you ever stopped to truly reflect on why God loves us so much? And why it's important for us to seek to know his love for ourselves personally? So in this episode today, we will be discussing God's love towards us. We will be examining the reasons why God loves us, the depths of his love, and how it can transform our lives. So join me now as we dive deep into the subject of God's love towards us. May this episode inspire you to seek a deeper understanding of God's love and how it can transform every aspect of our life that we submit and surrender to God. But as always, let us open up in prayer today. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today with grateful hearts for this wonderful opportunity that I get to share about your unconditional love. Lord, that we can learn more about it, that we are able to dive deep into your precious and holy word. Lord, we thank you so much for your love and for your grace, Lord. Help us to have an open mind and open heart to receive the words in which are about to be spoken. Lord, we ask that you would increase and allow me to decrease so that your Holy Spirit could work through me and be help me to be a vessel for your love today we ask this in jesus christ's name amen so as i said my message today is about god's love towards us now i know some of the things that i have spoken about in previous episodes might also be talked about in this one however this episode is a little bit more dedicated to understanding god's love towards us because a lot of people i see or find is that they're asking the question, does God love me? Does God really, really love me? And the answer to that question is yes, God really does love you. And there is nothing that you can do in this world that would separate you from God's love. The Bible tells us in 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, that God is love. And this means that love is not just something that God does, but it is who he is. And God's love is so immense that it is difficult for our finite minds to fully comprehend. We can catch glimpses, brothers and sisters, of the way that he interacts with us and through his word. And one of the most well-known verses in the Bible today, and have been for a long time, is John 3.16, which states this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. This verse shows us the depths of God's love 
love for us. He loved us so much that he was willing to send his son to die for us so that we could have eternal life with him. But why does God love us so much? The Bible tells us that it is not because of anything that we have done or that we could do to earn God's love. No, but simply because of who he is. And in Ephesians chapter 2 verses 4 to 5, it says this, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. And by grace, you have been saved. God's love is not dependent on our actions or our worthiness, but it is a free gift that he offers to all who would receive it. And there's a lot of people today that do not want to receive the love of God, do not want to receive the gift of salvation. And there may even be people in our lives, family, friends, brothers, sisters, children that do not want to receive God's love. And we cannot force them to do this. We have to allow God to work through us by our actions, by our words, by how we conduct ourselves towards those people is what is going to show them the true love of God. So God is not dependent on us or on our actions. We need to be dependent upon his love and his actions actions and what he has done for us already. You know, God's love, when we experience God's love in a personal way, it it literally, brothers and sisters, transforms us and changes us from the inside out. And it gives us a sense of purpose and a reason for living this life. In in 1 John chapter 4, verse 19, it says this, we love him because he first loved us. When we began to understand the depths of God's love for us, it it literally ignited our hearts to love him. And and it grew a love for him because of what he had done in us and how he transformed us. We are then able to love others with that same kind of love that God has shown us. So let us seek to know God's love for our ourselves personally, intimately, and let us take the time to meditate on his word and to experience his love in our own lives. And as we do this, we will be transformed by his love and we will be able to share it with others the way it was meant to be done. So Romans chapter 5 verse 8, it says this, but God demonstrated his own love towards us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This verse shows us that God's love is not based on our performance, no, or, or even our goodness, but rather it is based on his own character, his own character. See, and that is the key word there, his own character. It has nothing to do with us. God's love is unconditional, unfathomable, and it is available to us at all times. So why we reject it, why we turn away from it, I do not know. But when we come to know God's love for ourselves personally, it changes the way we see ourselves and the way we see others. We begin to see ourselves as loved and valued by God, and we begin to see others in the same way. We are able to extend that same grace that was given to us, that same forgiveness that was given to us, to others because we have experienced it ourselves. And brothers and sisters, uh, when I was just talking about how a second ago, how God's 
love for us, knowing it personally, intimately, how it changes us to see ourselves as God sees us. Some of us, you know, we are still struggling very much so to see ourselves as God sees us. We look at all the negativity that is on our body, all of our imperfections, all of our issues or problems. But God does not care about that. It is you that cares. And it's you being selfish about it. It has nothing to do with how God sees you. It is nothing. And and if Christians are truly Christians, brothers and sisters, they will look past imperfections on your physical body because that is not God's doing. That is not because of God. God loves you. And God sees you as a son or a daughter. God sees you as a precious child. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it gives us a beautiful picture of what love looks like. It says that love is patient, kind, not envious, not boastful, not proud, not rude, not self-seeking, not easily angered, keeps no record of wrongs, does not delight in evil, rejoices with the truth, always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres, and never fails. And when we experience God's love for ourselves personally, we are able to love others in this way also. We are able to extend patience, kindness, forgiveness, grace to others that feel like they don't deserve it, but they do. And we have experienced it ourselves because God's love was given to us. And so we must also give it to other people. We are able to see others through the eyes and lenses of love, unconditional love, because God has loved us. And we must also see other people how God sees them as well. Don't be picky and choosy. Don't be so uh, like overdrawn about someone's appearance or how they're dressed or how they're not dressed. Maybe some people can't afford the same clothing as you. Maybe they maybe they're homeless, but maybe they are still seeking God and we are still supposed to treat them as children of God. We are still supposed to treat them as a as a human being. We have lost respect for humans because they don't dress the same way as us or we don't, you know, we've lost respect for them because they don't, you know, give enough in the tithe or offering plate like come on uh, who 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 died and made you in charge you you're nothing to be honest with you i'm sorry i i don't mean to be rude or anything but you are nothing without christ you are nothing without god and to to sit there and and be prideful like that and call yourself a Christian, there's a big problem. There really is. And you're not being in the light of Christ. You are not walking in the light of Christ. You are not demonstrating God's unconditional love. And that is very sad. In 1 John, or no, sorry, in John 15, 13, it says this, greater love has no one than, has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. This is exactly what God did for us when he sent Jesus Christ, his son, to die for us. He laid down his life for us so that we could have eternal life so that we our relationship with god could be restored and reconciled to the way it was with adam and eve in the very beginning before they sinned and this is ultimately god's amazing expression of love and it it is and it is this love that is available to us all the time. You know, God's love is not a, just a feeling or an emotion, but it's an action. And in 1 John chapter 3, verse 18, it says this, Let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in the truth. This means that our love for others should not be demonstrated through our actions and not just through uh, sorry, that it should be demonstrated through our actions and not just through our words. Sorry. 
I got tongue-tied there. Uh, this is the kind of love that you know God has shown to us. And so we must also demonstrate and show that love to others. In Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 to 40, Jesus tells us that the two greatest commandments are this. One is, love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, and mind. And the second one is this, to love our neighbor as ourselves. So when we do not love ourselves, we are not loving our neighbors. And if we do not love ourselves, then how do we know what God's love is for us? How are we able to understand God's love if we also cannot fully understand how to love ourselves? What are you holding on to, brothers and sisters? What is stopping you from feeling, or pardon me, not feeling, but knowing the love of God so deeply that it transforms your life, that it changes you from the inside out to such a degree that you now love yourself, appreciate yourself, and respect yourself because that is what God is doing for you. That's what God does in you. God shows you his great love, his unconditional love for you, but yet you turn around and still make it all about you. It's never about you ever. So when we seek to know God's love, for ourselves personally, we are, we are able to love him and others in that same way that he desires us to know his love. And God's love is also unchanging. It's, it's, it's never going to change. God's love is never going to change for you. In Hebrews 13, 8, it says this, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what does this tell us? What does this mean? This means that God's love for us is not dependent on our circumstances or our feelings, but it is consistent and constant and unchanging. His love is always available to us. No matter what we are going through, no matter what we have done, God's love will never change for us. When we truly seek to know God's love for ourselves personally, it will give us a sense of true security and peace within our hearts. We are able to trust in his love and rest in his care. And in Psalm 136, 1, it says this, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. And this verse shows us that God's love is never ending and that we can always trust in his goodness. God's love is not only a powerful force in our lives, but it is also a transformative force. And when we truly experience God's love for ourselves, we are changed in the ways that we never thought were possible. And in 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. This verse also shows us this, that God's love has the power to transform us from the inside out. So when we seek to know God's love for ourselves personally, we are also able to overcome fear. In 1 John 4.18, it says this, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. This means, brothers and sisters, that when we experience God's love for ourselves, we are able to trust in him and to overcome any fear that we may have. When we seek to know God's love personally, intimately, we are able to experience true joy. And in John 15, 11, Jesus says the, this, this, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. 
This means that when we abide in God's love, we are able to experience deep abiding joy that cannot be found anywhere else. You cannot buy joy. You cannot find joy except for in Christ. And God's love is also a love that is sacrificial. In Ephesians 5.2, it says this, And walk in love, as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. This means that God's love for us was demonstrated through the sacrifice of his Son, Jesus Christ. This sacrificial love is the ultimate expression of love, and that it is a love that is available to us again at all times. There is nothing standing between you and the love of God except for yourself, your pride, your selfishness, your unrepented sin. You can come to God right now. You can get down on your knees right now and start praying to God and asking that God would pour out his love upon you. And guess what, brothers and sisters? He will. That's what he does. He is a good good father. He's a loving father and he wants you to be close to him. He wants you to know his love. So God's love towards us is a reflection of his character. And in John and in 1 John 4:8 it says this, he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So this means this, this is basically what that's saying, that love is just not something that God does, but it is who he is and it's who we should be reflecting. It is what we should be reflecting. God's love is so unconditional and and, and so unfailing and so unfathomable that we just scratch the surface of what God's love is in this human life. But when we seek to know God and we truly, truly want to know his love and his forgiveness, it's there. In Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 to 14, it says this, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love, and in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. This means that we, that when we accept God's love and forgiveness, we are able to be set free from the bondage of sin and to experience true freedom in Christ. Nothing is holding us back from experiencing the freedom of Christ except for ourselves because we keep listening to the enemy and all of his lies and all of his deceits. Remember, the Bible says that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what he seeks. He wants to take you away from God's promises. He wants to take you away from God's blessings. He wants to interfere with your relationship with your Lord and Savior to such a degree that you fall on your face and are unable to get up. That is the plan and will for the of the of the enemy and he hates it when you are walking in the freedom of Christ he hates you personally because you believe in Christ and he you have something that he will never have he will never be able to experience what you have in Christ because he is a fallen angel and because he had pride and he still does and this is why satan can never enter the kingdom of heaven again and be there for all eternity. Satan is doomed and is going to be in hell for all eternity, burning in the lake of fire because he wanted to be prideful. He wanted to be better than God and God was not going to have that. So God's love towards us is also a love that is patient and kind. You know, as we read in uh, 1 Corinthians 
13 earlier, you know, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not pride its or parade itself, pardon me. It's not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. It does not seek its own. And it, it, it it's not provoked. Things to evil, uh, thinks, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. This means that God's love for us is patient and enduring love. And and that it's and it's there all all, all the time, no matter what. You know, that, uh, by the way, sorry, that was from First Corinthians 13 uh, verses 4 to 7, sorry. Um, so, you know, this whole time we've been talking about God's love and all this kind of stuff. And, and I'm really hoping that you are getting the message clear in your mind and in your heart um, because there's no other way to explain it other than this. You know, love is God. God is love. And we do not truly experience or understand how to love another person until we truly know the love of God. You know, see, here's the thing. A lot of people use the word, I love you, or the words, sorry, I love you, as a common everyday thing that they just throw around like it's like it's nothing. And the thing is, is that when God tells you that he loves you, it's everlasting. It is, it is, it is changing. It is defining but when we say to the person who we're married to or who we're dating hey you know what I, i love you yeah you're you may love them with a human love but you don't know them you don't love them pardon me in a in a in a god love way you know god's love is is so perfect and so unconditional that when we use the word i love you to another human and do not know god it is just a word attached to a a a brain chemical and that is what we think we are expressing as an emotion. But I really do not believe that you will truly know what love is. And, and I mean, to its very core, until you truly know who God is and God reveals himself truly to you. So when we cry out to God and we ask God to save us, we begin to know who God really is. We begin to know that God truly is love unconditional love and we finally begin to understand what love is all about you know god's love towards us is demonstrated through his creation through the sacrifice of his son through the transformation and renewal of our hearts and minds and when we seek to know god's love for ourselves personally we are able to experience forgiveness belonging true freedom patience kindness enduring love may we all seek to know God's love for ourselves personally from this day forward and that we also will share it with others that they too may experience the transforming power of God's love. So let us close in prayer now and then I'll give my my final remarks and words to you. So Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for the opportunity to dive deeper into your word and to really explore the topic of your infinite love towards us, your unconditional love for us, Lord. We thank you so much for the reminder that your love for us is unconditional, unwavering, unfailing, unchanging, and that it is demonstrated through your creation, through your son, Jesus Christ, when he died on the cross for us. And that the renewal of our hearts and minds can be fresh every single day as we seek to know your will and your plans and your love and your grace for us. 
Lord, as we close this podcast session for today, we pray that this message of your love, of your unconditional, unwavering love would speak to the very hearts and souls that are listening to this message today. Help them to know your love in such a deep, deep way. And help them not to forsake that love, Lord. Help them to see themselves through your lenses, through your eyes, O Lord. Help us to truly see ourselves as you see us. And help us not to depend on our own emotions, on our own feelings about ourselves, Lord. Help us to really understand who we are in you and all that we can become because of you. Lord, we ask that you would bless all of those who have listened to this podcast today. And may they be encouraged and strengthened by the message of your love. And may they experience the joy and peace that comes from knowing you personally and intimately. Oh Lord, we pray and we ask all of these things in your precious and holy and wonderful and amazing Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. So, as you know, we were discussing the topic of God's love towards us. And when we seek to know God's love for ourselves, personally, it transforms us from the inside out. It changes the way that we see ourselves, or at least it should. And the way we see others, it gives us a sense of purpose and reason for living. It allows us to love others in a way that God desires. And it gives us a sense of security and peace. So I I pray again that we all seek to know God's love for ourselves intimately, personally, and to share it with others, to, to shine that light of Christ in our lives so that we are not just a yo-yo Christian, that we are on fire for God, that we are set apart for God. I thank you so much for tuning in to listen to an, this, this episode here on Christ Talk Canada. May God's love be with you always, and may you walk in the Spirit. And my quote for today is this, True greatness is not found in what we achieve for ourselves, but in how we love and serve others for the sake of Jesus Christ. Thank you all for listening. Have a great one.